Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're in the studio today, and we thought it would be fun to call some of the people back who have called us and left us great voicemails. And I've got somebody here with me, a very special guest. His name is Sweet Kevin. Hey, I.O. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Kevin is Kevin Shepard, our associate producer. He's the guy who responds to your tweets or Instagram messages. He's also in charge of the voicemails you leave us. Can we call bananas? Or do you want to call Park? The first message he's pulled is one you heard in the last bonus episode. From someone we've come to call parking Parking lot. lot. Okay. What the fuck? This is such a good podcast that I had to stop driving. I'm on episode six. I'm in a grocery store parking lot, like just sitting here listening because I'm so enthralled. This is the best fucking podcast. Dope. Let's call her. Hello. Hey, this is Io from the Ballad of Billy Balls. <laughs> Dude, okay, wait a minute. I was listen. This is so crazy. Okay, what's up, parking lot? What's up? <laughs> Where is this uh, the grocery store parking lot that I now imagine you to like pay rent in? Uh, I am in a Publix grocery store parking lot. Um, (laughs) What town, what city, what state, what country? Oh, 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 like outer space. No, it (laughs) might as well be to you. Boone, North Carolina, where Appalachian State University is. Wow. I'm from the city, but here's the thing. I left home when I was like 15 and a half and I worked kitchens. I come from four generations of bakers. You know, I spent a lot of my youth being, you know, just on the streets and like living that kind of life. So that was like the biggest thing with your podcast is I was like, as as your mom, not to just kind of bust in, but I just want to get it out. As your mom was like discussing the streets 
and she was saying the words. I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, it is voluptuous. It is sticky. It is sweaty. That's the beauty of it. Like, everyone else is a voyeur to what she's saying. But for those of us that have lived in those moments, it's like reminiscing. Today, I talk with some of you about the connection you felt to this show. And later, you'll hear from some other characters you've gotten to know well. From Crime Town, I'm Io Tillett Wright, and this is another special bonus episode of The Ballad of Billy Balls. Hello. Hey, Cheetah, it's Io. How are you? Good, how you doing? Um, is that a TV in the background? Yeah, hold on, I'm going to turn it off. Sorry, watch the South Park. Ron, I do have one more question, though. How do you think we should refer to you? Because you're not our lawyer. Law outlaw. Hired gun. The law <laughs> slinger. Pretty much anything works great. Hello? Hey, Yes. Hey, this is Io, Rebecca Wright's kid. Wow, I can't believe you called. Epilogue 2. I'll call you back. <clears throat> Get my phone voice ready. <laughs> Let's see, we've got three new voicemails since we started this. Oh, wow. Do you want to... Um, what about that guy, Dom? Dom, yeah. I liked this voicemail when it came in a lot. Yeah, that's sweet. We actually featured that. It was featured in the credits of Chapter 4, to be exact. Hey, uh, this is Dom from Los Angeles. I just uh, want to say that this podcast is making me feel all kinds of stuff, specifically about my friend Gregory Capri, an amazing soul who uh, got taken too young. And I think of Billy and Gregory are somewhere special together. Can we call him? We can call him, yeah. This is Dom. Hey, Dom, this is uh, Io, the host of The Ballad of Billy Balls. Oh, what's up? Hey, I heard that I got featured. That was freaking crazy. Yeah, you did. We really liked your voicemail. Thank you for calling in and sharing that with us. I wanted oh, to call thanks. you back and talk to you a little bit more about Gregory. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm actually walking with my mom, too. Um, Hi, Mom. Yeah, I know that we're both really connected to our moms. Um <laughs> She's going through crazy times right now, too. She's, like, got, like, stage four cancer, and it's just kind of crazy. Like, life is wild. <laughs> so I'm really sorry yeah. to hear that. Tell her I said hello. And also, if you yeah. want to hang out with her and don't want to talk to us about this, you totally don't have to. Oh, no, it's good. We're just enjoying a walk together, so this is perfect timing. Well, wh- who was Gregory to you? So... Greg was a friend. We were both born like fairly close to one another in small towns in Oregon. And so we have like some kind of weird kindred spirit. We used to have a bunch of, uh, you know, concerts and stuff at our house in the basement, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And he would just come through and supply the party, you know? Uh-huh. So I know the type. He just had like a fire under him. Like he, 
you know, he'd, he'd go up to Alaska and fish and, like, do a super dangerous job to get money and then would just do whatever else he wanted for the rest of those months. Like, he was just a wild man. But, you know, you'd hang out with him and talk to him, and he was just, like, a lover, you know? Yeah. Just kind of reminded me, like, how Billy was just... Everyone talked about how charismatic he was, about how talented he was. Like, that was like Greg. What ended up happening to him? He got busted on St. Patty's Day in, in his car with, like, 24 vials of acid or something crazy. We just started a drift because, like, he got arrested, and I didn't know what was going on with him. And then I knew he got out, and I think that he just got, like, super into ketamine. And mm. I think he was just using one night with somebody and just OD'd. Damn. And it was just, like, terrible, you know? Like, it was a huge shock to all of us. Even the people that knew him, like, thought that he was able to understand his limits in that regard. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, he was just shot out of the cannon. So that was Greg. And I mean, it really hit me, though, because like even now, it's like my desire to get (laughs) fucked up and be crazy kind of died with Greg. (laughs) Uh. You know, I was just like, what's the point if Greg's not around, you know? Do you think there's an afterlife, Dom? And you think that Greg and Billy are hanging out somewhere, ripping the world apart? I think they're both riding, like, dragons. <laughs> like, Game of Thrones style, somewhere. Just, like, wrecking zombies. <laughs> Playing guitar, like, that dude strapped to that monster truck in Mad Max. Oh, you know, yeah. just, like, craziest scene you've ever seen. Who else is there with them? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sure Janis Joplin's there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe George Herbert Walker Bush possibly. Oh, wow. <laughs> but uh hopefully it's a good ratio party. There's not too many dudes, you know. <laughs> well thank you, Dom. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Uh, hey, say hi to my mom. Her name's Leslie Chris. <laughs> Leslie uh, Chris. Hi Leslie she's Chris. A, she's also a wild woman. And she had some wild times, too, back in the day. Best wishes to Leslie Chris for good healing and, and health. Thanks. All right, I'll talk to you soon, Niall. Bye, Dom. Bye-bye. Unbelievable. Well, that was beautiful. Thanks again, Dom. What's next, sweet Kevin? Uh, let me go to... This one right here. Your podcast has gotten me thinking about the disappearance of my mom, who disappeared in 2016. Uh, It's a really strange thing. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to... Yeah, I don't know. (sighs) Just not sure how to talk about it. So... My name is Brian Seifenmeyer. Thank you. I was out to lunch when that call came in, and I kind of just listened to them as they come, and I stopped and cried for a couple minutes. Just like the, the you can't even get the you story out. You can't even get the out. words out. Yeah. Let's call him. 
Hello. Hey, Brian. Uh, this is Io from the Ballad of Billy Balls. <laughs> yes. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. <laughs> is it okay that I'm calling you back? Yes, it's okay that you're calling me back. Okay. I thought I had my shit together and just saying that on that voicemail was really hard. I'm sorry. Mm. It was just really a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to all of us. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell me what happened? Well, uh, my family all went up to um, uh, Lake Alpine on a camping trip. And uh, my mom wanted to go for a walk down to the lake. So my dad walked with her about halfway down and then, you know, walked back to the campsite and then never heard from her again. They did a sonar to the lake. All they found was some logs and whatnot. They didn't find a scrap of clothing or object that belonged to her. And they scanned the whole area? So... Yeah, like, you know, miles and miles. How long did the search go on? It went on for about two weeks. They expended as much resources as they could, and they got to the point where they couldn't expend any more resources. Mm. At the time, at least, it was the largest search and rescue in California state history. Wow, really? They found absolutely nothing. She just disappeared. She vanished. Do you mind if I ask, did your mom have any um, history of any kind of mental illness or anything going on? Well, um, she was hiding a lot of things. What we had figured out is she had been hiding a lot of beginning stages of either dementia or, um, uh, what is it? Um, Alzheimer's? Alzheimer's, yeah. Hmm. She didn't want to admit that stuff. Hmm. You don't want to admit that you're getting older. You know, it's kind of hard. So. Do you have a theory, Brian, of what happened? I think that probably her, whatever she was going through, whether it be dementia or whatever, you know, was way worse. Yeah. And she was in a place that she didn't really recognize. So. My thought is someone offered to give her a ride, yeah, and she got confused, and she may have gotten in a car with someone that had not necessarily good intentions. Yeah. What was her name? Rosalind Saxonmeyer. Rosalind Saxonmeyer. Yeah. <sighs> How have you made? peace with this, Brian, or have you? I went through therapy for, like, for over two years. Before that, I had two friends uh, get basically murdered. I was being evicted from my home. I had a cancer scare that turned out to not be cancer, thankfully. Uh, Mm, (laughs) Thankfully. And then I had this. And I went in to go see my doctor, and I was telling her, she asked me how I was doing, and I told her everything, and she went, 
do you need a therapist? I'm like, yeah, that could be a good thing. <laughs> I think so. You listen to some people tell their stories about their parent dying and they're preparing for their parent to die. I didn't get to prepare for my parent to die. My parent vanished. I've always wondered how to really properly tell the story. It was hard to speak it into that voicemail. Um, it It was very hard to find those words at that point in time. And I thank you for listening. If I could say anything to you after hearing your story and speaking to you a little bit, is like if me opening up impacted you, remember that as you go through the world and the power of you opening up because that will open things up for other people too. And your story is really powerful and will be helpful to someone else. So keep finding your words, man. Thank you. All right, Brian. Thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your story. Have a beautiful day. You too. Have a wonderful day. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Coming up, we check in with some old friends. That's after the break. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... 
Same old up. Oh, And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hello? Hi, This is Austin. Austin? Austin, the Ballad of Billy Balls, Austin. This is someone we called Natasha in the show. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Hi. You met her in Chapter 4. I'm just curious how you're feeling after listening to the season. I think you guys did a marvelous job. I loved every second of it, except it was still an emotionally draining and a very upsetting story. And I feel very sorry for Rebecca. Did it change what you think happened to Billy or why you think he was shot? Well, you know, after listening to Ron, that really was the turning point for me because I actually do believe Ron was very serious and genuine. Ron, the undercover cop. I really don't think he was lying. So I think all that's true, and he was a drug dealer, and he definitely dealt in heroin because he knew where to get it. And the trigger-happy stuff that happens with a lot of testosterone with guns involved and fear, um, and, you know, it's, it's really too bad. And I really do think Ron is remorseful that he actually shot and killed him. How did you feel about being involved in this? Um, I, I wanted to make a contribution. Um, I love the show. I think you did a fabulous job. Um, I think it should make a good movie. I hope you put me in it. <laughs> to it, I, I will reveal who I really am um, in that case. And the music that came out of that place, I wish you would use a little piece of my music from that time. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll throw C- in a little... Consider that. I'll, I'll throw in a piece of music right here. You're just a bad boy. What can you give me? You're just a bad boy. So lean and lanky. You're just a bad boy. You're just a bad, bad boy. Didn't get you. Well, good luck with everything, and thank you for talking with me. Um, yeah, and I hope you stay in touch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can tell me who might want to do my podcast. Um, so, are you going to do a movie? You think you're going to? Is it going that Hello? Hi, Cheetah. Yeah, hey. Hey, Cheetah. This is Austin Mitchell. This is Cheetah Chrome, uh, Billy's close friend and fellow musician. That, uh, oh, yeah, man. How you doing? Have you had a chance to listen to the show? I listened to part of it. I didn't get a chance to listen to all of it. I don't know. Do you want to know what we found? Yeah, no. I was telling me. What did you find? Oh, okay. So we um, found the police report. And the police report said it had the story from the undercover cop. Austin tells Cheetah about the police report and that we talked with the undercover cop. He said that Billy pulled a gun on him 
while he was trying to buy heroin from him and cocked it, and that's why he shot Billy. I don't buy it. Billy would have never pulled a fucking gun. That's my first reaction to that. (laughs) Billy was a musician. Yeah. He wasn't some street criminal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That cop's full shit. No, Billy, I don't buy it one second. And Billy never sold heroin to any of us. Huh. He's old pills, you know, volumes and fucking secondals and shit like that. Speed. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Unless he was into something deeper than I know about. Yeah. And there is that chance. Well, I'm sorry sorry to tell you the story. I know it sounds, it's probably upsetting. Man, it's some upsetting shit. He was a good friend. Yeah. How many people do you find at midnight on roller skates in the snow shoveling the snow? In a blue jumpsuit. In a blue jumpsuit? Yes. On his roller skates. Did he roller skate everywhere? We've heard a couple of yes. times. <laughs> yes. Anybody else roller skate? No. <laughs> and he wrote great songs. You ain't to leave, baby, just a while. I don't love the guy. And I mean, what happened just sucked. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's okay, man, because I mean, it's closure in a way. I mean, getting the fucking cop on the phone's about as far as you can get. Yeah, that's how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for talking right. with me. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Hello. Austin, it's Kubi. How are you, man? <laughs> Kubi, I'm good. And of course, we had to talk with the law slinger, Ron Kubi. Did you listen to the final episode? Yes, of course I did. Deeply sad, deeply moving, realizing that in the guise of a true crime story, it was really uh, uh, very much a love story between uh, uh, mom and her son. Yeah. And, you know, it, it illustrated something that we don't need much illustration of these days, which is the, the power of false narrative to affect people's lives and behaviors and their persistent refusal and unwillingness to examine actual facts that could contradict that narrative or add a layer of nuance to that narrative. And, you know, it made me feel really bad for Rebecca, who kind of is now and has kind of always been a child who needed taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I think different people played that that role in her life. And I think I ended up playing that role. And uh, to be self 
referential to it, you know, what, what you guys called, it was just like, okay, you want to do an interview or you want to ask me some questions about this aspect of policing or whatever, fine, fine. And then, you know, the level of depth and discussion and, and your charm and Io's charm and everything, the two of you were really serious about this project. Yeah. And we're really seriously trying to get the documents that would tell a version of the story that, that had not been told. Mm-hmm. And you went about it in all the wrong ways. <laughs> no, you did. I mean, it's not your fault. You're, you're lay people, you know, lawyers. Yeah. And you talked to all the wrong people <laughs> who gave you all the wrong answers. And this was one of those things like, I know if I uh, spend two hours on this, I can do this. And it made a real difference in how the story got told and what the story really was. And I'm just, I'm very happy I did that. Is there any advice for somebody who is wanting to do a kind of FOIL request like we did if they don't have a lawyer involved? The answer is find a lawyer. Don't call me, please. (laughs) Uh, Please. Or, Or, you know what? I've got an idea. They should, like, email or call you, and you just send them a copy of the one I sent, okay? That's true. Maybe we can put this, make public what you put in for us. Sure. We're going to do just that. We'll put Ron's full FOIL request on our social media pages. That's so nice of you. Uh, We can't thank you enough. Sure you can. (laughs) (laughs) Try to figure out a way to thank me enough. Spend some time at it. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Ron. (laughs) I just realized I should also, I have it on Do Not Disturb and go straight to voicemail. I'm back in the studio with sweet Kevin. This is a funny one. It's funny, but then it it gets real. Oh. We've got one last person to call back. (laughs) You got K-Balls here, a.k.a. Ralph Tillman, a.k.a. Cooking Kimball. I've been in a rock and roll business, currently drive a rock and roll bus. And your podcast has filled many, many miles of joy. I've laughed. I've cried. I've questioned my own fucking reality. Keep up the good work. Party on. That message was awesome. But then we got another message. Once again, K-Balls. And I believe this podcast has made me going to change my life. When I get home, I'm going to quit rock and roll business and spend some time with my daughter before she is grown up and gone forever. Holy shit. Call K-Balls right now. Yeah, we're calling K-Balls. Hello? Hey, is this K-Balls? It is K-Balls. K-Balls, this is Aya. I'm the host of the Ballad of Billy Balls. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I have thoroughly enjoyed your program. Thanks, man. Thank you. Where are you? I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Cool. <laughs> I used to drive for the Marshall Tucker Band. And one of the guys called me K-Balls. 
I, I like Cooking like Kimball, too. That's another one of your nicknames. Cooking Kimball, Ralph Tillman. I've got a whole bunch of aliases. You never use your real name out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so Ralph Tillman's not your real name either? No, Kimball. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kimball. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. We all really loved Man, your voicemails. I'll tell you what. When I'm just sitting there listening, I said, she had a baby, and it was me. I said, damn, this about to get good. (laughs) 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 But hey, I have a question for you. Go for it. Your second voicemail, you said, I'm going to go home and quit the rock and roll business and spend some time with my daughter. What's that all about? Well, I've been on the road all these years. When you're gone 200 days a year, you're gone. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you miss some things. So, like, the first formative years, seven years of her life, I was there. And then her mother and I split up. And then i just been on the road ever since. My daughter's a senior. And so I said, fuck it. And came straight home. And, and I'm at home. No shit. No shit. I'm not going to presume that that's because you listen to our podcast. Well, sort (laughs) of. Because, you know, uh, as a driver, you know, I'm I'm up all night, you know, Mm. self-medicated, you know how it goes, and all Mm. that shit. So I just got really emotional listening to y'all's thing. I said, damn, you found Amanda. Uh Uh-huh. And when you found Amanda, you know, you just think, just look at the life that she had to live. Mm. You know, it's crazy. And, you know, life's too fucking short to just let it just fly on by you, you know? Yeah. So, and I've got a farm and all the things that you want out of life except happiness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it did influence me to just say, fuck it. And I did. That's amazing, K balls. <laughs> what's your What's your daughter like? She is a sack of hell. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's just the best kid. She's honest. I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you gonna do with her now that you're home? I'm gonna just hang out with her. Um, take my daughter to the beach for grad week. And we're going to do dinner tonight. And hopefully she's going to get her ass up here tomorrow and help me with this garden. We got stuff to do. (laughs) But you know how 17-year-old girls are. Oh, you're in for it, man. Kimball, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for picking up and and thank you for calling us in the first place. And I'm really proud of you, man, if I'm allowed to be. I tell you what, keep up the good work, kids. Thanks. Appreciate you. (laughs) All right, take care. If you guys drink moonshine, I'll send you some great moonshine. All right, done. Appreciate the call. It means so much to me. Hello. K-Balls here. I'm just laying in bed here. I've been at the fucking beach with a bunch of senior girls that have graduated. Oh, God, kids don't know how to party anymore. Cape Ball's out. Cape Ball's, 
wherever you are. Party on. Crime Town is Zach Stewart Pontier and Mark Smerling. The Ballad of Billy Balls is hosted by me, Io Tillett Wright, and made in partnership with Cadence 13. You can find me on the internet. I'm Io Loves You on Everything. I love it when you say hello. And if you want to know more about my story, you can pick up my memoir, Darling Days. It's on Audible, too. If you'd like to leave us your own voicemail, please do. You never know when we'll be done. Give us a call at 570-392-9660. This episode was produced by me, Kevin Shepard, and Ryan Swikert. Our senior producer is Austin Mitchell. Editing by Zach Stewart-Pontier and Mark Smerling. This episode was mixed by Sam Baer. Music by Kenny Kusiak. Our title track is Dark Allies by Light Asylum. Special thanks to David Williams at Melrose Music in Palm Springs for all your help this season. Thanks to Daniela Araya, Rachel Lee Wright, Emily Wiedemann, Green Card Pictures, Alessandro Santoro, Bill Clegg, Cassie Wyshevsky, Ben Davis, Orrin Rosenbaum, and the team at Cadence 13. And of course, as always, my mom, without whom none of this would be possible. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.